Alex Grimes. It's have a lot of things to correct in this game. But I said, if you beat the Denver Broncos, they might as well send Father's Day cards to you because that's embarrassing. 15 straight times losing to a team for a rival. And keep in mind, Denver had a seven-game winning streak against Kansas City Chiefs up until this this streak started back in 2015. The last time they beat the Chiefs was before the Royals won the World Series in 2015. Peyton Manning was the quarterback. It certainly looked like today that they put forth the effort to beat the Kansas City Chiefs. The Denver Broncos have given the Chiefs fits. As a matter of fact, they still keep scoring over 20 points, which is difficult for that team to do. They got a brand-new head coach this year. As a matter of fact, Rosberg, the interim coach, had never been a head coach in the NFL, and he'd been in the league for 40 years. He did retire a couple years ago with the Ravens, came back this year to be a consultant with the Broncos, he was the head coach, man, made the team mad this week. They had a padded practice on Thursday, weren't supposed to, very mad about it. Players were mad about it, upset that he did that, fired the special teams coach, fired the offensive line coach. So the Broncos were in clear disarray, but yet they put things together against the Kansas City Chiefs. Very surprised at the outcome of home, still 328 yards, three touchdowns. He's over 5,000 yards, joining elite company. He and Drew Brees only for the amount of times uh, the multiple times they've done it, we'll get into that. Uh, McKinnon, McKinnon keeps showing why he's, in my opinion, he's the best addition to the Kansas City Chiefs offseason. Now, I put this on Twitter, and, and of course, people want to be smart about it and be like, oh, he was on the team last year. Well, no kidding, man. No kidding. You don't think I know that? Like, you honestly think I don't know that? But he was a free agent until June. Any team in the NFL could assign him. And you know what? They could have, and he might have gone because the Chiefs gave him league minimum. And he probably could have signed with another team, but he didn't. He signed with this one. Oh, he's only the first running back since 1970. That's a Super Bowl era to have five straight games with receiving touchdown. All those parts are good. There are bad parts. Denver scoring on the Chiefs like they did, that's bad. And they haven't put a full game together. I still don't think they have. I know Seattle, we look at that game and say, well, maybe they put the full game together. It was cold out there. Wasn't much to take away from that game. But this game here was one of those games that I'm glad they played it towards the end of the year because Denver's defense is good. I don't know what happened to them last week because the Rams, what, didn't punt. They scored 51 points. Mayfield put 51 points on this Broncos team. This this great defense they have because it is, it is good, to be honest with you, but I'm very shocked at the outcome. They haven't put it together, and the special teams continue to be a problem. And they missed an extra point, and then they missed a field goal. But as far as the field goal is concerned – you need to go back and watch the tape because that ball was tipped at the line of scrimmage. It was blocked. But again, why do you let these things block? Why, why do you get a block? Why not, why not, the angle was a, it was a faraway kick, not making excuses, but the extra point was a bobbled snap by Townsend. See, these are the things. When you have an ex-punter like Colquitt, you know, start tweeting out and getting involved in it, it makes you think, is he right? Because Dustin carries a lot of street credit with this team. And yet, you know, you say, and then Townsend gets AFC Player of the Week. It was a very bizarre situation 
But to me, it's starting to get in their heads. It's not affecting the snap at this point. It's not affecting James Winchester. But clearly, they're thinking about it. And Tommy's just making sure laces are out, which they were on that field goal. Laces out. Bucker just, well, got it blocked. And then the extra point. But everybody's thinking so much about it. They could come back and haunt them. They missed four points today off the board because of special teams. They fumbled the football on special teams with Kadarius Tony. They can't afford to do that. Yeah, they got two turnovers themselves. They're minus five in turnover ratio coming in this game. But they can't do this. Give teams free space, free ability to get the football. They've got to play smarter football. But that is a kind of a microcosm of what goes on in the National Football League. Uh, good teams do get beat. Uh, for example, the Vikings with 12 wins this year, getting hammerjacked to the Packers 24-3. to The 49ers, everybody's flavor of the week. I don't know if you saw power rankings, Jed, like NFL.com, you never know. They had the 49ers as the number one team in the NFL. They said best chance to win Super Bowl in one of the polls, and it was 49ers. That was America's flavor of the week, the San Francisco 49ers. Oh, who cares? They have Mr. Relevant, the last player selected in the draft to be their quarterback. They're down by 10 to the Raiders. Bad games do happen to teams. You just don't want to see them this kind of time of year. The Chiefs got 13 wins now. No other team has more victories than the Kansas City Chiefs. It all comes down tomorrow night. Cincinnati-Buffalo. But the Chiefs better hope they go on the road to Vegas next week and take care of business. Now, Las Vegas has been kind to the Chiefs. They averaged 38 points a game in Las Vegas. To me, it's put a crisp game together, especially if Cincinnati beats Buffalo. They're the number one seed is right there for the Chiefs if they take care of business against the Las Vegas Raiders. It's right there. Andy Reid, 41-6 and six against this division. Patrick Mahomes never lost a division game on the road. So everything favors the Kansas City Chiefs, which you got to on the football field and win the game. And the Broncos game, the first one got away from there. They're up 27-0. They, they had a couple turnovers there at the half. The Broncos did 14 quick points, get the ball second half in a touchdown. It's bizarre, but they still haven't put that great game together. And defensively, if they're not getting the quarterback, they show signs. I thought Russell Wilson was okay today. Uh, he was pressured, and he should have been pressured because guess what? The Denver Broncos gave up four sacks. They've given up more sacks any team in the NFL, 57 coming in this game. But I'd like to see things crisp, but it really stinks that one part of the game, one-third of this game is pretty bad. The special team's offense, okay, it's been slowed down a little bit the last couple of weeks, but it still is the highest-scoring offense in the National Football League. It has been for most of the years. They, they traded place with Philadelphia two of the last three weeks. Philadelphia came in 29.7 points a game. The Chiefs 29.2. That's .5 difference. But guess what? Philadelphia only scored 10 points today. Uh, and it dropped their second straight with Jalen Hurts out. Kansas City 27 today. They'll be back to the highest scoring team in the National Football League. It just doesn't, it just doesn't seem like it. But I do think the special teams' woes will come back and haunt this team. And better not let it happen because that's a big part of the game. The fumble. These guys understand it. They know why they're fumbling. They just keep doing it. The turnover differential is absolutely killing the Kansas City Chiefs. But enough about me. Let's hear from you. Let's go no huddle. Edward Jolaire gets the handoff. Off the first hit. Off the second hit. Off the third hit. And into the sweet nectar of the end zone. Taking your calls now at 913-586-7610. That's right. No huddle brought to you by Silverstein Eye Center's phone line. Kansas City's most trusted eye doctors. That phone line. 913-586-7610. Also, the same as the J. Southland Toast Service text line, 913-586-7610. Does this effort concern you? Or two weeks ago, the Houston game? Because I still can't figure that one out. Chiefs had 502 yards. They had 219. You get turnovers and officiating. 
especially officiating in that game. Carl Sheffers came back. And by the way, I think the officiating today was very fair. Matter of fact, I think the Chiefs got away from an off away with an offensive pass interference. It shouldn't have been called on Corlin Sutton. Let's go to the phone lines now. Let's go to DeSoto and talk to David. What's up, David? Hey, Mink. Uh, you know, I'm not too worried about special teams. Those are young guys. They're going to learn what to do. But I'm I'm really worried about I'm really worried about McCole um, Hardman coming back and and all these other wide receivers that can't catch the ball that are sitting back there while Mama Holmes has open guys in the flat and he's trying to make he's trying to do too much. Basically Mahomes is trying to win it all by himself because these guys can't get can't get open. And I don't know how that changes unless Hardman does something. But Mahomes is Mahomes has got to throttle this back or we're gonna lose in the playoffs. I mean he has to he has to stop trying to be trying to play a superhero. He, his cape is taken away when these guys can't get can't get open. I mean, it, it's Hardman he made a mistake, at a point. But it felt, it felt I'm with you, David, on a few things. Hardman, here's the thing. He was steamrolling like he was going to come back this week. But then he said, I had a setback back on Wednesday. Now, he must be activated by Wednesday. The 21-day practice window is closes for McCall Hardman on Wednesday. If he can't get back by then, he's gone. He needs to get well, back by Wednesday. But, yeah, he's a big part of the offense. But they are spreading the ball around which can be a good thing or a bad game. Yes, they set an NFL record of 12 guys with over 100 yards from scrimmage and two touchdowns. They had 11 different receivers catch the football today, including Patrick Mahomes because he caught his own pass when it was deflected. But I'm with you. It gets frustrating at times, and I'm sitting here looking at the draft here in Kansas City. I would not be opposed to Kansas City drafting a wide receiver first at all in the first round. You must continue to give weapons to this offense and make it even better than it already is. Well, if Odell Beckham Jr. gets healthy, uh, you've got to think creatively at this point because it's obvious that no one on this core is a game breaker except maybe maybe Hardman. So we've we've got to start thinking outside the box because we're ruining Patrick Mahomes. We're ruining a great season of Patrick Mahomes by by having these young guys around. It's going to be a few years before they develop. So I I don't want to keep burning Super Bowl seasons because we can't find a way to get Beckham or somebody that's healthy that is a game-breaker. So you know, Beckham know, would be fine. I wouldn't be opposed to just getting somebody from the draft, getting somebody younger, fresher. I mean, despite all this, Mahomes is still destroying things, man. He's only one of five NFL players to uh, have 35-plus touchdowns in a season. He joined Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers. They've both done it six times. Drew Brees and Peyton Manning have done it four. Mahomes has already done it more than four or more than two now. It's his fourth season doing it. He only has two more to go until he catches them, and he's the young part of his career. He'll be fine. His 40th touchdown pass of the season, joining Drew Brees is the only two quarterbacks in NFL history to record multiple seasons of 5,000-plus passing yards and 40-plus touchdowns. That is an amazing, amazing feat. Throwing for 5,000 yards, not an easy thing to do. Matter of fact, second time in his career he's done it, becomes the third quarterback in the history, in the history of the National Football League with multiple 5,000-yard seasons joining Drew Brees, who did it five times, and Tom Brady twice with Mahomes tying Tom Brady today, if you can believe that when you think about career longevity between Brady and Mahomes. So he's still getting the job done, which is even more impressive because there's times he's scrambling back there and looking to throw, and there's nobody there. I see it plain as day. When Mahomes is scrambling on the times, like, who's, who's he going to throw? He doesn't even have to throw to. Like, if they're taking care of Kelsey, which they should do because he's public enemy number one on this offense – He's nowhere to throw it to, and it shows sometimes. 
That's what I'm saying. Add more explosives because this offense could even be ticked up to another level. It's already damn good. He could even go to a level beyond that. That's why I'm not opposed to a wide receiver. And how about Jerry McKinnon? Jerry McKinnon is the best value in the National Football League. He makes league minimum and is the first running back in the Super Bowl era to have five straight games of receiving touchdowns. He's got eight touchdowns now in the last five games. Find me a better value than that. You're not going to. And yes, he was an offseason addition, despite people tweeting me that he was on the team last year. I know he was, but he wasn't signed. He was a free agent. He could sign with anybody. But Juju, two catches today. There's MVS. There's Justin Reed. Carlos Dunlap, good years. Let me tell you this much. Jerick McKinnon is better than all of them for this team so far. Let's go to Tim in the Northland. What's up, Tim? Hey, man, I, I got to talk to you. I, yeah, oh, Jim, I, I'm sorry, I like Jim. I said Tim. Harvey? I said Tim. I'm sorry, Jim. Yeah, that's, that's okay. I got you. But, you know, your attitude is correct. That special teams is a problem. We haven't had a, a complete team effort all year. Have they lost confidence? I, I don't know how you fix it. Now, you know, that, that'd be I'd like to hear your comment on that. And, two, it's just like uh, the balancing act. you got a quarterback who's the most valuable player in the league and is doing some dumb things. I mean, actually, he's throwing his interceptions toward the end of the season. And, you know, that's just that's scary, too. I mean, he knows what he's got to do, but he continues to do it. The thing about Mahomes is this. I mean, think about it. Again, go back to what I'm saying. There's times he's trying to make something happen. He's trying to make something happen. A lot of times guys aren't just even open. Yeah, but as far that, as quarterbacks, I mean, that, he's that, put, he's that, put, that interception he's today put, was just All quarterbacks really, throw interceptions. All, all quarterbacks throw interceptions, man. They all do. All quarterbacks yeah, yeah, throw interceptions. Yeah, I know interceptions. that, but, you know, he's thrown four in the last few games. Well, he's not doing well against the Denver Broncos. They seem to have his number picking the ball off. But, I bet, you know, it's uh, fine. You know, okay, I'll go along with you. But uh, tell me how you're going to fix a special team. Special teams, yeah, how do you fix it? Well, unfortunately, this part of the, the season, you can't really fix it. Now, if you truly think there's a problem with your kicker, which appears there's a problem with the kicker. By the way, the Niners scored again, making this, McCaffrey did, making the score. If they get the extra point, 24-21 Raiders still in the lead there. The Raiders not officially eliminated from the playoffs, they've Jarrett Stidham uh, is having a fantastic game against the quote number one defense in the National Football. Yes, the same defense the Chiefs put 44 points on in San Francisco. So yeah, they, they try to make things happen sometimes and force the football, and that's just kind of what they do. But I'll say this: sharpen it up against the Raiders. Gonna have to do it. Gonna have to sharpen this team against the Raiders and special teams at this point. Unless you totally feel non-confident in your kickers, a couple options. One, you just go for it. You have Mahomes out there instead of kicking it. You go for two instead of one on extra points. If you don't feel 100% confident in Butker, because you know at the beginning of the year, if he misses them, you're saying, okay, that's fine. The Chiefs don't need it because they're going to win the game by more than that. Well, all of a sudden, some of these games come down to it. Like Cincinnati this year. Remember, they lost the field goal that would have tied the game against the Bengals. That game mattered. They went to the overtime against the Titans because they left points on the board from kicking. Matthew Wright. And Amendola came in here to kick. Amendola was cut by the Chiefs, goes to Arizona, misses a game winner. He's gone. He's a free agent. Matthew Wright came in here for the Chiefs and actually kicked halfway decent. He filled in uh, for Butker again with his injury. Missed the one field goal with his nails and his extra points. He then goes to Pittsburgh because he was on the practice squad. Pittsburgh poached him from the Chiefs practice squad, put him on their active roster, and he, he played until Chris Boswell came back. He's still available. So if it comes down to it, you say, okay, this is a guy that's kicked for us. We're not going to have kicking. I just don't want this, these things to get in their head. Because right now it appears to get in their head. And punt returns have been an issue. 
of fumbling the football. That's been a real problem. It almost comes down to we just let the ball bounce and just do pump block every time instead of doing that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think I could do it. How about Snead? How about that interception he made? The little run, he got hurt on that run with his hip. But, man, did he look good, didn't he? He looked like a punt returner on that interception. He looked good as far as that's concerned. Let's go one more. Let's go to Dan in KCK. What's up, Dan? Hey, Bing, how you doing? Happy New Year. I'm doing pretty good. What, 15 in a row for the Chiefs, you know? Yeah, uh, McKinnon's a beast today. You know, two touchdowns and a touchdown by Mahomes and uh, Pacheco. And the defense played good. They made the stops. They need sneeze interception real big. And uh, strip a fumble by, uh, was it, uh, yeah, Chen McCuffey and Mc, Mc, uh, Carl Loftus with a uh, yeah, scoop. And, uh, and, you know, and uh, the special teams, Bink, I agree with you. Uh, do you think Dave Tobin should spend uh, two hours, uh, you know, in the film room with him? What do you think that? I believe in Dave Tobin, especially. What do you think, Bink? No, I, here's the thing. Yeah, I mean, Dave Tobin's been, been a fantastic coach for the Chiefs so far. The bonehead plays, I, you know, putting Sky Moore back when he was doing the punt returning, he really didn't, hadn't done it in college. So you kind of look at that. I think they've been caught off off guard this year when it came to the onside kick. Uh, the punt returns <clears throat> have been a disaster, and the punting has just been a disaster. Whether it's the hold, you know, whether Colquitt's right, which it's hard to say he's not because he played so long in this league. It had a great career doing it. I mean, who knows? It's hard to put so much on, on Townsend because laces today, if you look at it, those laces were out. So it is interesting which direction it goes, but I'm sure they'll be addressing it all this week. But Patrick Mahomes now 15-0 and against the, on the division um, on the road. They will face their next uh, game on the road with the Raiders inside the division. But today, the 126th meeting before the, between the Chiefs and the Broncos. Chiefs now 71-55. and against the donkeys and it doesn't hurt when you uh, win 15 straight we'll take a timeout we'll try to connect with josh klingler we still got pete sweeney at our chief arrowhead pride and we'll still do touchdown kansas city with mitch holdest all to come and welcome back to the Arrowhead pride post game show jay bank with jed marshall producing the operation of the kansas city chiefs over the Denver Broncos, 27 to 24. And don't forget, 10 years ago, it was the Broncos beating the Chiefs around here. Remember that 38 to 3? I mean, they hammered the Chiefs. Andy Reid then comes in. Things are different. You know, the Chiefs got an airplane. They went to Philadelphia. They cut him off the pass. He was going to go interview with Arizona. Comes to Kansas City, and life looks different, doesn't it? 27 to 24, 15 straight wins over the Denver Broncos, who had seven straight wins over the Kansas City Chiefs. Before that, but joining us now, the sideline reporter of the Kansas City Chiefs, also the co-host, Fesco in the morning, Josh Klingler. What's up, Kling? It's not that long ago, too, that I'm thinking, like, I remember going to a game in Denver when Peyton Manning was there. And, like, and this is the time. Play. This is the time. They're going to get Peyton Manning. And on that particular day, like, they, he was, like, two-step dropping and throwing everything, and they just couldn't. Tom Ali and Justin Houston couldn't get anywhere near him. And, um, yeah, it feels like that was just yesterday, and then they've here they've reeled off now 15 straight wins against the Broncos. It's pretty amazing. I mean, seriously, that game was on December 30th of 2012. It was a 38 to three victory over the Denver Broncos. Just a couple days difference between this and man, what a different outlook the Chiefs and the Broncos have since then. Kling, what, what it looked uh, it looked pretty crazy out there today, but I don't think the fans are real happy with the missed kicks. No, certainly not. And I think everybody was, I think everybody was hoping for, and I don't know, I was just like, just give us a blowout kind of performance, a like easy walk in the park kind of performance. And so you've had three straight kind of lackluster games, albeit wins. Um, but, you know, I think 
you know, I, I, I don't want to say I'm starting to get concerned, but, you know, after the first game, it was like, well, that's, that's not going to be the playoff team. And the second game, it's like, well, that's not going to be a playoff team. And, and today, it's, that's not going to be the playoff team. So you're starting to kind of stack these things up that I, I would love for them to be playing uh, better heading into the postseason. Hey, uh, good or bad, they can play with any team in the NFL. <laughs> I guess we've seen it. But, uh, yeah, the Broncos, you know, defended them well, I thought, today. Um, the Chiefs at times, I thought, were, were decent on, on defense, but Russell Wilson's had a p- couple pretty decent games against the Chiefs. And then you look at the AFC West, and oh, they're going to win this thing going away, uh, and they're probably going to run the table against the AFC West, but it's, what, five wins by 16 points uh, combined against the AFC West. So the division is getting the, giving the, uh, the Chiefs uh, every bit of work to get things done. The good news is, they are finding ways to win amidst uh, maybe lesser performances, but you'd still love to see this team clean it up, obviously heading to the postseason. So many self-inflicted things today, too. It's just, you know, special teams certainly was a big part of that as well. Um, turnovers uh, in special teams, I thought were, were self-inflicted things that once again kept the Broncos in business. Clint, I said a call uh, from a gentleman DeSoto asking me, you know, what would you do with special teams? Well, at this point in the season, there's not much you can do. Now, practice. Practice. Well, practice. That's it. Yeah, that's it. But kicking, I mean, here's your only choices. They brought in Amendola, who got cut by the team, went to Arizona, missed the game-winning field goal, got cut. Matthew Wright came in, did a decent job. I think they liked him. Then they put him on the practice squad. The Steelers come in, steal him off the practice squad, and he was there till Chris Boswell uh, came back. Made all his extra points with Pittsburgh. That's the only choices you could have. I just don't want to see a situation, and I know that last field goal was blocked, so that's not really anybody's fault. It was blocked. You can't do anything about that. Well, you can try to kick it at a different angle, but it was a long field goal, so that stuff does or happen. Block. Or, or block people. I mean, a lot of things I don't think. I think a lot I of think things. a lot of these feel a lot out of Harrison Butker's control now. Certainly well, the, the, hold, the hold was bobbled. I mean, do you want to change out holders at this point of the year? Um, Dave Tobe had said that, Marcus Kemp was the next guy up. Well, he hasn't been activated. You know, I mean, he's not a guy that's active every week. And so unless you're going to, you know, trade out a holder at this point of the year, I think it's just all about, you know, getting better. I think, I think Tony is, is really rectifiable by just like, just be smart about it. You don't have to be dazzling um, in, in specialties, like field the punt. And, and that's it, not get cute, get creative. And I would just dial back and be super conservative I mean, he waved his hand up for a couple of fair catches today, and I think uh, the first one, the crowd kind of went, yeah, and the gear was kind of like a Bronx cheer <laughs> for, a, for like a fair catch, but it's like, just be smart. Usually your, you know, your offense is, is going to do more than enough. You don't need to you know, try to get more yards via special teams with this offense, and so some of it's just being smart, and everything else is just being repetitious, but hey, if it's not in Tommy Townsend's head right now, I'd be surprised because um, uh, that one left the whole place groaning. And we know all the stuff that went down with Dustin Cole quit, what have you. And he, he knew he messed up in that one. So um, maybe it's become a little bit mental too, which you, you hate to see, but you, you completely understand all the pressure that's, we shouldn't have this much pressure with extra points and, and most field goals, right? You feel like that those are just points that you're going to get. Uh, so to leave some out on the field again, um, has become a problem, and the only thing you can say is, "Hey, it's not. It's just you're gonna have to practice and do better." I, I, I know people don't want to hear that answer, but it's like 
do a better job. That's really what it is uh, down the stretch here. You're not going to make any, you know, wholesale rash changes. Talking to Chief Sideline reporter Josh Cleanler, also co-host Fesco in the morning. I'm with you, Clean. You get it. Here's the thing that I'm worried about mostly: just turning off the outside noise. You can't let that become pressure. I mean, if that's yeah, staying yeah. off Twitter, if that's staying off everything, you got you know former punter coming in talking about that. I just don't want him to overthink it because when you overthink anything, Cling, it makes things more difficult. Like just go about how you were doing things. Don't think about it. But I start to see a little bit of that pressure mounting. That's that's the only thing I think could hurt them. But that's something they could block out if they just <laughs> got to be mentally strong. Block it out. I think it has to. I mean, how many like fans listening right now? How many of you are watching for where? Tommy Townsend is catching the football right now and how he has to spin it to, to have laces. We never watched that stuff. Now we're all watching it. You know what I mean? And he's got to know everybody's watching it, <laughs> you know? So we're, we're all hyper magnified on it right now. It just, it just stinks that it's an issue. And yeah, again, I wish there was a, I wish there was a, a fix that, you know, those of you that are really upset could say, this is it, but I, I'm just telling you, all it's going to be is practice more, get better, um, you know, execute when called upon because they're not gonna they're not gonna make any any big time changes in that regard. No, I'm with you. How, how about this? Uh, as far as positive energy, cling. I've said it before, and and I said it today. I've said it before on show. I said it during the last week on you guys' show. Um, Jerry McKinnon and how underrated he is in what he's doing. I even put it on Twitter. Great addition. And then it was met by a whole bunch of negative. Oh, he's already on the team. I know he was on the team, but he was an addition because he wasn't signed till June. And 31 mm-hmm. other NFL teams had a chance to get Jerry McKinnon. They brought him in kind of, I think, as a security policy. They wanted to see Clyde take the next step, and Ronald Jones was brought in here, and that's the direction they want to go. But he makes a league minimum, yet he yet he basically did the only thing a running back's ever done in the Super Bowl era, and that's a touchdown catch in five straight games. That is hard to believe that a man just did something like that. It hadn't been done over 50 years in the National Football League, and they're paying him league minimum. This guy means so much to this offense. And he's just so effective in what he does and the plays that they run for him right now, especially short yardage situations. I mean, they're still not great in short yardage, right? But getting McKinnon the ball, whether it's running or whether it's throwing him a pass out of the backfield, and more often than not, you're going to find success. And then to have that streak, though, of touchdown catches is pretty ridiculous. Think about his name all in the all-time rankings, Jerick McKinnon. Jerick McKinnon. Name the all-time rankings for most touchdowns. Uh, receiving by a running back in consecutive games. I mean, it's it's, a, it's an incredible stat that he is able to to do. And then, yeah, his ability, I, I think he's maybe the toughest dude pound for pound on the Chiefs, too. I mean, he takes on blockers. He is not big. I mean, if you saw him without his pads on, you'd be like, that guy's a football player? No, he looks like a second baseman. I mean, he is, he is small, and he is uh, tough as nails. So, yeah, he's having a fantastic season. And then the Chiefs are obviously doing a great job of getting him the, the football in those situations because um, they're, they're, especially the short yardage, they're having a hard time finding out exactly what's going to work. But that screen game with McKinnon has been pretty great. And the, the passing game's working. I mean, Mahomes over 5,000 yards multiple times in 40 touchdowns, only Drew Brees. He's in rare air when that comes to look today. He completes 11 passes. Of course, one of those was to himself, which is pretty cool when you complete a pass to yourself. So it's 11 different players cut a pass, including Mahomes. I, I'm telling you, though, Kling, the mocks aren't out yet, but I, 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 I get resistance. Got to go defense. Got to go something else or go line. Man, I'm hard-pressed not to go wide receiver in the first round, Kling. <laughs> I know. Well, you'll fit, right in with, you'll fit right in with the Chiefs, right? Hey, does him catching the pass, then, then does that make it another – pass catcher because he's, he's like trying yeah. to you know break one of those records as well for like multiple 
uh, number of players who've caught multiple passes in the season or something. He's like, he's like really mounting up that number too. But uh, I think long-term, yeah, if we're looking towards the, uh, the draft, there's, there's still going to be a bunch of needs, right? I think tackle is going to be a need. I think defensive line is going to be a need. And then, yeah, do we know exactly what the wide receiver group is going to be next year? No. I mean, is Juju going to be back? Um, I don't know. Um, are you just going to ask Sky Moore to do more? Are you going to ask uh, MVS to step up a little bit more? Um, you know, wide receiver might not be out of the realm of possibility if you're still looking for a number one, quote-unquote, number one wide receiver. Um, you know, that's still going to be, I think, a need and probably a, a want and a wish on the Chiefs list as well. We know how much they, they try to, to bulk up on offense. You know, I, I think my first choices will still be uh, along the offensive and defensive lines. Uh, but, yeah, the next one up is probably going to be wide out. You know, I often compare him to Christian Kirk. Same age, Juju's played a year longer, but the game's actually very similar co- considering the game's missed. I will say this, Juju today, two catches, 21 yards. Christian Kirk, two catches today, 21 yards. And a mega contract. <laughs> and a mega yeah, contract. Are you going to pay that? I know. I've been in the I've been in the pay Juju camp because I, I think he fills a great role for them, but also – I, I, I can make the case as well. We've seen the Chiefs go, yeah, we have a price. And if, if it's not that price, we'll move on and we'll be just fine. And the quarterback has 5,000 yards moving away from a number one wide receiver. So why would they be beholden to Juju Smith-Schuster, right? That uh, they're going to name a price, and if he's interested in that price, then they're going to do it. Otherwise, I think they're going to you know, do what they've done, which is, which is move on and ask somebody else to step up and, and go for it from there. I think that you know, I, I, think, he, I think he fits this offense very well. But, hey, I'm going to want him to take a I want to pay with, play with Patrick Mahomes discount in order to do it. I think if he's co- going to command uh, you know, a, a number higher than the Chiefs are willing to go, they're just going to move on like they did last year with, with obviously, Tyreek. Hey, I don't think they, they really care. All right, final question for you, Kling. And this is real early, and you don't have to work tomorrow. That's correct. So, yeah, that's a, it's a benefit. One more day. We'll yeah. be back on Tuesday. Yeah, you'll be back on Tuesday, but one more day off. So, uh, well, it's going to be a morning game without a night game. Uh, it'll be great for uh, you guys. All right, Cincinnati-Buffalo Monday night. Yeah. It's the game yeah, we'll yeah. all be watching. I guarantee the ratings, because Kansas City always kills everybody else as far as ratings are concerned. I bet they're damn near the same as Buffalo and Cincinnati in the market. Who wins that game? Yeah, they're, they're those are going to be the top three watch markets. Absolutely. There's no doubt about it. And uh, who knows? Maybe Kansas City's ahead of Cincy. I, 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 I hate to think. I wouldn't think Buffalo because they'll, they'll all be tuned in. Maybe Cincinnati. You have a chance to meet. Those are going to be the three highest watch markets. Hey, I'm going to be like everybody else. I'm going to be rooting hard for, for Cincinnati. I want, I want the Chiefs to be in the one spot, and then uh, they don't have to play both of those teams at some point in the postseason, right? They'll, they'll probably play. Um, you know, one or the other would probably knock each other out to come to Kansas City. So. Um, I'm all for Cincinnati winning. I'm rooting very, very hard. I don't know what will happen, but I think, um, you know, I'm, I'm like everybody else. I'm be a hardcore Bengal fan come Monday night. And then the Chiefs just had to take care of business in Vegas, who, by the way, are, the Raiders are beating everybody's uh, favorite team across this country in NFL Network and ESPN Live, the 49ers. Hey, Jarrett Stidham's yeah. off to a fantastic, he is. <laughs> fantastic start. It's the, it's the he, threw a heck of a, he threw a heck of a touchdown to Devontae Adams, so. Uh, maybe this won't be the the walk well we've seen. I mean, these division games have been so tight. So I know. I'm sure the Chiefs are going to go there, and it's going to be a, a more of a struggle than we than we want. But you know, I'm just hoping that that uh, that since he trips up Buffalo Monday night, and we're talking about hey, just go get a win any way, shape, or form, and get another number one seed. Emma Holmes has not lost a divisional road game. That might be his most impressive stat, despite the 5,000 yards, 40 touchdowns, and all that. That is insanity. 
his a lot of his yeah a lot of his stuff's become yeah. <laughs> become insanity. One other note about the defense, Jay. I think today uh, I, I like you know they they get gave up probably too many points that you'd like to see, and they've done that maybe twice against Denver. But the fact that they're they are turning people over and they're getting pressure and they're affecting the quarterback and those types of things, I think spells good things for the uh, for the postseason. Moving uh, uh, Trent McDuffie around today and showing his versatility, Jerry oh, Sneed. Legereus Sneed getting that interception before uh, getting hurt. Uh, you're starting to see, I, I think, especially the turnover thing. Uh, that's something that just becomes so contagious, and I'd love to see that continue on into the uh, to the uh, postseason. And then somebody, can somebody help Joshua Williams buy a call? Like, get the kid uh, something yeah. positive. He he cannot buy anything right now in a, in a positive direction. And I'd love to see him figure out a way to kind of turn it around before the, the postseason as well. Cleek, speaking of injuries, before we let you go, uh, that, that was Snead because he did a post game interview with Dana Hughes. They don't often do that if they're hurt. Uh, he mm-hmm. did have the hip. He came back in too. Yeah, yeah he, he came, came back, back in. in and had that hip. Yeah. And then McCole Hardman has been another topic uh, on tonight's show. His 21 day window ends Wednesday. He was practicing this week and before, other weeks, but he had that setback Wednesday. Got to fix it in two days. Yeah, I think so. That I, well, I mean, I guess you could still uh, have him on the active roster and then still be uh, on a pitch count, or still, you know, maybe even not have him active for a game or what type of thing. So, you know, I think I think he'll be back. Yeah, I was disappointed to have him have have that setback, but hopefully, it's nothing uh, long term. You didn't need you don't need him right now. You need him probably for the postseason. Uh, but would you like to get him some reps before that time? Absolutely. So, yeah, I'm hopeful that he is. He's out there today. I'm hopeful Tooney uh, can can bounce back. Um, I don't like a an ankle that looked like a, 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 an above the shoe type ankle. So that's high ankle. high ankle, which which are which are never great. So I'm hoping that's the case. And then um, you know Sky Moore with the lacerated hand. I don't exactly know when that happened. We were trying to kind of figure out if he caught it on a helmet or something. But you know I'm guessing he'll probably just have some stitches, tape it up, and, and be back out there. So I don't expect that to be anything long term. Tooney's the one I'd keep an eye on because. Uh, you never know, although linemen are so tough, you expect them to kind of be back. But uh, if that ankle uh, swells up, he may be, uh, he may be uh, a guy that, that gets some rest next week. We'll see. Well, Jared Stidham just threw a pick, Kling, uh, to the 49ers. The Raiders hey, still the latest. Well, whatever Stidham, we yeah. could do to turn that one around, we've yeah. done. Jay, we spoke nice things about him, yeah. so go ahead and throw some interceptions. Yeah. And this is what they do. This, this is exactly what the Raiders do. <laughs> Kling, take care. Enjoy your evening. Enjoy your uh, day off tomorrow. We'll talk to you soon, my friend. All right. Thanks, Mink. There you go. Josh Kleiner right there. Sideline reporter of the Kansas City Chiefs. You can hear him, Mitch Holtus, Stephen Hughes, 106.5, the Wolf, and pregame here on 610 Sports Radio. And uh, simulcast actually on 610 and 106.5, the Wolf. We're going to take a timeout. We're going to catch up with Pete Sweeney, the plaid prince himself, the editor-in-chief, ArrowheadPride.com, next. Hey, welcome back to the Arrowhead Pride postgame show. Jay Binkley with Jed Marshall producing the operation. The Chiefs, a 27-24 win over the Denver Broncos. But right now, let's talk to Pete Sweeney, editor-in-chief, arrowheadpride.com. Pete's uh, parents brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, America's number one sportsbook, and the official sportsbook of 610 Sports Radio, a man that refuses to talk unless the laces are out. Laces are out. How you doing, Pete? How's it going? What's up? How you doing, man? Oh, I'm doing good. Another uh, another big win. At, at Arrowhead Stadium, and, and so I, I, I think that's important at this time of year, right? Well, yeah, it is, Pete. You've been snooping all around down there in the locker room and everything else. Um, 
We need, what about the injury situation? I talked to Kling a little bit about it there. Sneed had the hit, but did come back in the game. He did talk in the post game. Um, usually that stuff bodes well for the player. Then you got McCole Hardman, whose practice window in those ends on Wednesday. Tooney with an the ankle injury, a laceration for Sky Moore. Uh, what more can you tell us? Yeah, I, I think the only concern right now is is for, for Joe Tooney. I, I tend to think the Chiefs will activate McCole Hardman before the, the deadline is up. I don't know if that necessarily means he plays next week. Andy Reid did confirm he, he had a setback. The problem is he, he might just have to hang out on the active roster and, until they figure this thing out. The 21-day window was really designed for the player to be able to practice. You don't take up a roster spot, and you know by the end of it, you, you feel pretty good about that player returning, but the setback is a little bit of a wrinkle, so the Chiefs might have to just need a, a roster spot for a while, even if he isn't ready. And then with Tooney, I think the concern for me is Andy Reid said re-injury, which means this is something that cost him two games earlier in, in the year, and he did try to, to play through it and, and just couldn't. And so I, I tend to think he's going to at least miss week 18 against the Raiders. And as I wrote at, at arrowheadpride.com and in my, my injury wrap, it really becomes important that the Bengals win this game tomorrow, right? The Chiefs have no control over it, but they would presumably have to play on wild card weekend without one of the best players, if not the best player on their line in, in Joe Tooney. I, I just think this is going to be at least two weeks because Andy Reid said the re-injury. Yeah, I think we'll all be tuned in to Cincinnati and Buffalo tomorrow night. Chiefs, just one more game remaining in Las Vegas, who's currently tied with the 49ers. Everybody's uh, All-American team, 24-24 to against the 49ers. Chiefs averaging 38 points a game in Sin City. All right, Pete, somebody scored a touchdown today, and it's a very special occasion when this man scores. And you know who I'm talking about. Who's that? Who do you think I'm talking about? The guy who you call Mr. Steal Your Girlfriend, Blake Bell. That's right, baby. That's right. He's back, man. Blake Bell is back, uh, and, he, and he did score a, a touchdown. Sorry That's to right. all the folks. And Kansas that had Travis Kelsey anytime. What's your girlfriend? I'm sure you thought for a second that, that it might might be Travis Kelsey, but it was it was Blake Bell, and really just a, a solid tight end role role player for this team. And the timing of him getting healthy from his hip issue worked with Jody Fortson having to go on IR. And I, I think you see the value in, in Blake Bell, and I, I think there's so much underrated value to him when it comes to what he does for the Chiefs as a blocker, right? And I, I think he's obviously the, the best tight end blocker on, on the team, and it's good to have him back in the mix, and it's good to get him some love. Now, I'm with you, Sometimes and I want to see him on third and ones now. I mean, third, third and short, the Chiefs struggled to get, and I get Pacheco's a hammer when, he, when he's got the football in his hand, but the Chiefs struggle on third and short and end up in punting situations. That's one thing that Blake Bell, you know, put him in motion, lines up a quarterback. They use it on the goal line. But he is the belldozer for a reason, Pete. It's getting those short yardage plays. Yeah, and I, I think he's really had a knack for what was the, the tight end sneak, if you will. I know they they tried it a few times with Noah Gray. Noah Gray was fine, but this is something that the Chiefs like to use. They don't really like to do the quarterback sneak with Patrick Mahomes ever since that. Denver game where he had the knee issue and and so you add that to your repertoire as well I think the more more players you can add to this mix be it Kadarius Tony now it seems like he's truly healthy be it Hardman coming back I think it just adds variety for Andy Reid and it, it makes it hard to game plan for do you honestly think though Pete at some point we'll see it like no one seems to believe it I try to bring it up say you know what I bet there's going to come a time and a place 
whether it's the AFC title game, whether it's the Super Bowl, they need that one yard because the defense is not thinking whatsoever that Patrick Mahomes is going to get the football. Matter of fact, there's times they're kind of lax on it. And we'll have other players outside outside eye kind of shading the, the uh, center in different positions because they know Mahomes isn't going to run. Which means if he did decide to run just that one play, which they haven't done since that knee injury in Denver, I bet we see it, Pete. Of all the trick plays Andy Reid can do, that's the one play he could do to give the Chiefs a win. I think there's going to be a time and place for it. I, I really do. I, I think it's probably a, 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 a formation where you, you have a Isaiah Pacheco behind him and everyone thinks, well, obviously he's going to hand it off to him or some kind of play action thing. And I, I think you'll see him do it. And I, I think it's going to have to be in one of the situations you're describing, right? It's a one yard to, to seal a playoff game. It's in a Super Bowl uh, where maybe they're at the goal line and, fourth down <laughs> just thinking, okay uh we need to we need to get this one yard and they're never going to expect us to to do the quarterback sneak because Andy Reid simply hasn't done it since that moment um I, I think go ahead no, no you go ahead no I and so yeah I, I'm with you I, I think at some point you will see the quarterback sneak but I think the the situation is going to have to be a, a very big situation because I I don't think Andy Reid wants to risk it and and you don't blame him the the gap quite obviously between uh, Patrick Mahomes and and Chad Henney is massive here, so you got to protect QB one. Yeah, ask the Eagles how it is without Jalen Hurts. Uh, they only scored ten points against the Saints today. Uh, Eleven different receivers caught the passes for the Chiefs. Of course, twelve of them have over hundred yards from scrimmage all season. They've been done before in the NFL. Had tip Mitch Holtus um, on that one from last week when I talked to him. But eleven different receivers caught the ball, including Patrick Mahomes himself. He's spreading the ball around. And that's kind of why I'm sitting here going, okay, wide receiver in the first round, because I'm giving Mahomes whatever weapons I can get, because I honestly, I think that, uh, that Juju's going to outprice himself with the Chiefs. But how about Kadarius Tony? Four catches, 71 yards. I know he had the fumble on the punt return, but it seems to be a guy, the guy the Chiefs trust. I mean, he starts the game today for Kansas City. I, I think they like Tony's ability. I think they liked it last year in the draft. He can stay healthy. I think he's found a home in this offense. It reminded me of Tyreek Hill on that 38-yarder today, tracking the ball, coming back to it a little bit. Tracking it, yep. High-pointing high it, and I mean, he's not with the fastest Tyreek Hill, but he does have that speed to to his game. And I, I think the Chiefs, you know, you, you're a big draft guy, obviously, Jay. I, I think the, the Chiefs were hoping that one of these guys that were considered premier wide receivers, Drake London, Garrett Wilson, um, you know, Jahan Dotson, and Traylon Barks, I, I think they were hoping that one of those fell a little bit closer to where they were able to nab. Trent McDuffie in that window, but it just simply didn't happen for them. So they go and get the cornerback who's been outstanding. But I, I think that's where it's really positive that they were able to acquire Kadarius Tony because you're seeing Tony. And I think what you're seeing is when he's comfortable and when he's healthy, he looks the part. He looks like a first round pick. And I think people just forget that about him. The upside to him, I don't even know if we know the ceiling for Tony yet. And I, I think that's exciting for the postseason. That was something that that I asked actually Patrick Mahomes about in in the postgame presser is just what he could could mean for the offense. And it goes back to the Blake Bell thing, and I I think the Jerick McKinnon thing, and I think getting Hardman back in the mix. It's just as Tony emerges here, it's one more player. The opposing defenses are, are going to have to to manage, right? I, they're already looking at, at Travis Kelsey, Isaiah Pacheco. When he gets handed the ball, usually does a pretty good job. Didn't get it a ton of times today. You got Jarek McKinnon now. Juju Smith-Schuster's a threat. So you had Tony to that to that mix, and man, you never know where Mahomes is going with the football. Like it used to be a a Mahomes 
Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill thing where they were this magical trio that always led the Chiefs to victory, and now it really is an all-hands-on-deck type of thing, and I think that makes the Chiefs awfully dangerous. Pete, uh, you had tweeted out even uh, back on Christmas weekend about Nick Bolton having eight straight games with at least 10 tackles. He has another 10 tackles today for the Kansas City Chiefs. When you look at this defensively, they were able to get four sacks in this game, and they really needed to because Denver gave up more sacks with 57 than any team in the NFL coming in this game. But then we saw the Trent McDuffie blitz. I mean, they manufacture some of their blitzes. They always come, you know, from the outside. Kurloftis continues to take steps and continues to rack up sacks. My hope is he can be someday Max Crosby. Like, that's the motor, the comparison I like is a Max Crosby, and he can get to that point. Crosby did have 10 sacks his rookie year. Uh, Karloft is not going to get to that. But overall, defensively, what do you think? With the young secondary, we saw a blitz from McDuffie. He looks the part. Um, they did give over 100 yards rushing, but in the grand scheme of things, the defense, they held, they bend, did not break at times. Yeah, I think you're seeing Carlos Dunlap play really well. And I, I think Frank Clark is, has become a pretty good role player for you. He's not the it guy anymore that he was in the 19 run, but he's still getting the job done a lot of the time. And I, I think you're seeing how that's helping the line. Chris Jones, when he's cooking, I mean, yeah, he, he gets a lot of attention, but that leaves a one-on-one potentially for George Karloftis. And I think as you watch the season, and especially early in the season, you were kind of saying to yourself, man, I, I wish the Chiefs would have gotten one of these defensive ends or, or had Melvin Ingram. And they were still kind of missing that. And I think what they have in George Karloftis at the end of the season here, right, he's got a full regular season under his belt. It's almost like a second-year player for the playoffs because now he has that experience. And you're seeing how it's really clicked for him in this final stretch of the season. And this was the Chiefs or one of the Chiefs' primary needs in the offseason. And I think you at least feel pretty good about Karloftis and his development, what you're going to have in these playoffs. And I think you feel really good about next year, right, because he's going to be a year and an off season in the system. He'll be in a workout program. He's only going to get stronger. And I, I think the Crosby comparison is a good one uh, where you might see him really emerge next year. I mean, you look at this stretch of, of six games, five sacks. So you fast forward to next year. Is this a player that that's accumulating 10 sacks or so? I, I, I would think probably right. You, you know, especially if Chris Jones is still here and like, I don't know how you would move, move away from Chris Jones with the way that he has played this year and so I, I think you feel pretty good about the playoffs and, and the future of the line and Mike Dana too another underrated guy and uh, I just think uh, the Chiefs defensive line seems to be one of the the pieces that has gotten better as, as the season has rolled along I know that the defense as a whole probably regrets allowing so many points and to Russell Wilson as they did now the two times in a row but I, I think when it mattered at the end of the game, they were able to close it down and, and I think that's important as you head into the playoffs. Hey Pete, will uh, Jerick McKinnon be the uh... The offseason uh, MVP for Arrowhead Pride. I put that on Twitter. It was meant with a whole bunch of, oh, he's already been with the Chiefs. I know that. But they didn't sign him until mid-June. He could have signed with any other team in the NFL. To me, that's the best addition this team made in the offseason. Might be the best free agent addition, really, it feels like, across the league. Best value, league Uh, minimum. Yeah, from a value standpoint and, and just what he's been able to do with the ball in his hands. It's just so dangerous. You give him a little bit of space, and, and it seems like he can punish you for, for 10, 20 yards. That used to be the case with Tyree Kill, but it was more a speed thing. McKinnon is just so shifty, and it seems like he has this elusive trait that um, you know opposing defenders can't really touch him once he has the ball in his hands and a little bit of space. And Man, I, I think what a weapon for the, the playoffs, right? Uh, it, it really reminds you of the role that 
and it was different for sure, but the role that Damian Williams played in the last run. Yep. No-name guy kind of was bouncing around, found a home in Kansas City, was really good in the postseason, and then everyone knows about the call with Mitch and running to immortality. Like, you, you could see that happening for McKinnon during these playoffs, right? And, and it makes you a legend in, in Kansas City. And I hope they retain him for next year. I know that he's 30 years old, and I know that Brett Veach and, and the age thing, he's probably not going to want to sign him to a long-term deal. But, you know, I think you'd take a two-year deal for Derek McKinnon, wouldn't you? Especially with that expanded cap, he's meant a lot to the room and, and is certainly a guy that's embraced his third-down role, good in pass pro, good as a mentor for your young starting running back. And so checks all the boxes, and I'm, I'm eager to see what he does in this postseason. What do you think about guys in this league like Derek Carr that makes $39 million more per year than Jerry McKinnon, who was sent home from his team with his team technically not eliminated from the postseason. All right, Pete, it is New Year's Day. Um, any uh, Anything you're hoping for OheadPride.com this year? Well, we're going to continue to provide uh, great Chiefs coverage. We added a lot of lot of writers this year who've been, who've been, or I should say last year, I guess now, that, that have really, I think, kind of taken it um, on you know in their own and, and made their their gig their own and we have a lot of variety now at AP and I, I think it's been a, a good thing and we're gonna keep chugging along uh, here in in the new year and and I I think I speak for all of Kansas City when I say that I hope we're we're working for another month and a half or so here right I, I think that's the that would be the ideal situation at our front and I'll say this Ron Cop is a very Jerry McKinnon like signing by you guys yeah. Yeah, really kind of came out of the woodwork and has yeah. had some some really nice success for us. Thank you. Yeah, and he loves, yeah. he loves coming on with you, Jay. Did you oh, know that? I, I like Ron. I like Ron. Yeah, oh, I, I like, like you guys, too. man. Ron does a great job. Ron and I are like 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 brothers, man. I like Ron almost as much as telling you smell you later. Oh, God, you did it again. Totally tricked me into that. You didn't catch it either, did you? I didn't either. Well, I didn't, th- I didn't know that you guys were wrapping up that quickly or else I would have potted down the the phone like i didn't intend to cut it down with him that much but he's smelling later now well and the worst part about pete is it's a new year turning over a new leaf obviously pete showing that he's a giant turd nope not gonna do it yeah he needs to grow up sometimes i mean pete i'm just kidding pete's my favorite dude anyway i wasn't kidding (laughs) 913-586-7610 is the phone line if you want to talk about the kansas city chiefs going forward uh you concerned about the playoffs I will say this is the NFL, and these are the type of things that do happen. What a weekend. Uh, football, these games all come down to close games, especially NFL, because these guys are all paid to beat the other team, and everybody's on watch like the Denver Broncos were today. Yes, you'd like to just have a relaxed game, kick your feet up, open a beer, and watch the game and not not sweat it out. But the Chiefs, they keep the cardiac units alive in Kansas City. I'm going to put it this way. They keep the cardiac units alive with this cardiac kids. But again, to win 13 games, again, for this team is absolutely ridiculous. No team in the NFL has more wins than the Kansas City Chiefs. We come back. Touchdown, Kansas City. Mitch Holtis. Welcome back to your head. Pride Post Game Show. Jay Binkley, Jed Marshall, 27-24. Kansas City Chiefs, 15 straight wins against the Denver Broncos. And they're 126 beating. The Chiefs are now 120, or excuse me, 71-55 against the Broncos, the Raiders, the next opponent for the Chiefs out in Las Vegas. Those Vegas Raiders, 38 points a game the Chiefs are averaging. Uh, Derek Carr was sent home this week. It's Jared Stidham starting for the Raiders, and they're giving the 49ers all sorts of fits in this game. Jed, by the way, that uh, center block release party for the uh, playoff Pilsner, outstanding beer. Was there last year for man? It places off the hook. I'm a little bit disappointed by the promo running because it says everyone from six ten will be there. 
I will be back here running after hours with Dusty Likens. Well, somebody's got to, Jen. I'm just saying. That's an inaccurate promo. I think I'll do my Sigma with Dusty Live. Oh, okay. It just makes sense. I see. It just makes sense to do that, right? Because you like beer and you like talking on the radio about sports. Or or just go to my car and make a call to it, you know? (laughs) It's just, I did it last year, and it was crazy, man. We were trying to like, do a radio show, and you got, like, thousands of people, like, milling around and wanting to talk cheese with you. I digress. But anyway, it's time for Touchdown Kansas City. It's time for Touchdown Kansas City. Hartman waits for a block, and he gets the 15, 10, explodes, dies. The Jets has landed the plane. A highlight-filled summary of the game with the voice of Chiefs Kingdom, Mitch Holtis. Touchdown Kansas! City. One of the best announcers in the National Football League, Mitch Holtus, touchdown Kansas City, brought to you by Tullamore Dew. When it's game time, it's totally time. Well, the Kansas City Chiefs did get things started in this game. You're like, okay, what kind of game is this going to be when this happened? Mahomes under center with Pacheco, the running back. A trio of eligible receivers start left, but Pacheco gets it behind right guard, pushes in near the one. Now grinding, driving, driving. Pacheco touchdown. Kansas City, the offensive line, led by Pro Bowlers Creed Humphrey, Joe Tooney, Orlando Brown Jr., Trey Smith, and Andrew Wiley. Just make sure Pacheco gets the rushing touchdown to end this first drive of the game. That was the only score in the first quarter at 735 in the first. It was an Isaiah Pacheco five-yard run. Ten plays, 65 yards, taking 542 off the clock. The extra point conversion failed in that situation. Remember the bubble stop, Tammy Townsend decides to kind of run it because he had to at that point. And then we're sitting here going, okay, is it mental errors with the Chiefs? Is it in their head? Is all the pressure starting to get to them? Here's the thing. As Herm Edwards said, don't hit sin. Just, just take social media and just take a couple weeks off. No pressure from the outside. You don't need it. Concentrate on getting the snaps right because these plays could come down to haunt the Kansas City Chiefs. Then we move on to the second quarter where Denver Gets on the clock. This point, it was 6 nothing Chiefs. McManus has been so steady. This year, a little less, 26-34 and a 49-yard field goal try. But he's got this one, and the Broncos cut the Chiefs' lead in half. So you go, Brandon McManus Manus kicks a 49-yard field goal. 14 plays, 49 yards, 646 off the clock. For Denver, the score was 6-3, to Kansas City at this point. But Denver, would they take the lead? Is Russ cooking? Maybe. Six to three, Kansas City. But now that lead in jeopardy as the Broncos had first and 10 at the Kansas City 16-yard line. Wilson, design run left, inside the 10, five, touchdown, Denver Broncos. A 16-yard run on a quarterback keep, and it looked like a QB keep all the way. They used the handoff RPO action, but they had Edmonds out in front of Wilson on a design run, and the Broncos had the lead. I will say this. When he does run, it does cause, cause problems. Russell Wilson, 16-yard touchdown run with 440 left in the second quarter. That made the score 10-6, to Denver Broncos, until really, ah, I think he's the most underrated guy in the National Football League. Second down, goal to go for the Chiefs at the six-yard line. Mahomes sends Gray in motion to his right shoulder. Three eligible to the far side, right side of the field. McKinnon the long setback, hands on his knees. Snap to Mahomes, short roll, right, wide open, right side, McKinnon on the angle, right side, touchdown! Kansas City, a brilliant catch and run and play call. And for Jarek McKinnon, he has now set a National Football League record. Most consecutive games 
with the touchdown reception by a running back. Unbelievable stuff. Minute two left in the first half in this one. Chiefs go up 13 to 10. Seven plays, 75 yards, 338 off the clock. As Mitch said there, like no running back since 1970. So pre-Super Bowl era. So the modern day era, no running back has had five straight games with at least a touchdown reception. He just did. Oh, by the way, he's got multiple touchdowns in several games. He's got eight touchdowns now in the last five games. The guy makes league minimum. Yes, he was let to be a free agent with the Kansas City Chiefs. They decided to sign him mid-June. They had signed Ronald Jones back in May. They decided to sign uh, McKinnon in June, and what a signing he was. I can't really think of a better signing. Well, I can't think of a better signing than Jarek McKinnon. That put the Chiefs up 13-10. Then we'll uh, go to the third quarter where it was Denver getting on the clock again. 6.45 to go in the third quarter. 13-10 Kansas City. Edmonds the lone running back they fake to him on second and short now pass over the middle wide open in the end zone touchdown Denver Broncos Albert Okwebenam who had two drops earlier gets a 24 yard deep post pattern off play action and the Broncos have regained the lead at 635 to go third quarter. Patrick Mahomes joins the drive Mondays at 2.15 exclusively on 610 Sports Radio KCSP Kansas City WDAF HD 2 Liberty always live on the Odyssey app. So that 25-yard touchdown to Albert O, the former Missouri Tiger, that now made the score Denver 17, Kansas City 13. 6.35 left in the third quarter. There was a six-play, 63-yard drive, taking 3.48 off the clock. You think, okay, well, at this point, Kansas City has left four points off the board. There's a four-point difference between this game. But oh, no. Oh, no. It was Mr. Steal, your girlfriend, putting the Kansas City Chiefs up above. And I'll say this too much, Jen. Did you ever watch Blake Bell in college? A little bit. I did too, because Blake Bell was an absolute stud at different times. And not only that, remember when he was a quarterback and they moved him to a wide receiver? Yes, I do. Well, one of those situations where he, uh, Blake Bell was an absolute stud. Here's the uh, touchdown by Blake Bell. Pacheco, the lone setback. Mahomes will throw it over the middle, wide open. Blake Bell reaching out, rolling into the end zone. Touchdown, Kansas City. It is the native of Wichita, Blake Bell. First regular season touchdown of his eight-year career. And Patrick Mahomes now over 5,000 yards passing on the season. So Mahomes goes over 5,000 yards and... You know, don't give me that. Well, it's a 17-game season. No, he did this in 16 games. And hopefully people like Stephen A. and Skip Bayless and, you know, NFL Network and stuff realize and will say, well, it took seven. No, no, it didn't. It took 16 games for him to do it. It's a 17-yard touchdown reception from Mahomes to the Belldozer. Six plays, 65 yards, 306 off the clock. This put Kansas City back in the league, 20-17. to 17. Well, now it's time for our totally touchdown of the game, the Tully Touchdown, brought to you by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. So raise a glass this week's Tully Touchdown with Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it is Tully time. Pacheco, the lone setback. Chiefs 20, Broncos 17. Second down goal to go at the three for Mahomes. McKinnon is the running back now. He peels to the left flat. Mahomes looks there. Outside throw to McKinnon. Touchdown! Kansas City, Jarek McKinnon is a touchdown machine in this second half of the season. 40 touchdown passes on the year now for Mahomes. Unbelievable. Mahomes keeps setting records. McKinnon just keeps getting into the end zone. 
It is Mr. Touchdown for the Kansas City Chiefs this second half of the season. Jared McKinnon there on a three-yard touchdown pass by Patrick Mahomes, our Tullamore touchdown, totally touchdown of the game. Harrison Butker's kick makes the score 27-17. to Chiefs, four-play, 17-yard drive, taking a minute, 55 off the clock. The Denver Broncos would get on the board, but it wouldn't matter. 6.34 to go in the game. Broncos, first down and goal to go at the five. Now Hinton is in a tight wing after shifting, and now Wilson all kinds of time. He'll scramble. He's got an open lane. He'll get a touchdown about the same point of the field. He had one against the Chiefs on December the 11th. Second rushing touchdown this game for Russell Wilson, and it comes at 6.14 to go in the game. Hill Russell Wilson, four-yard run there, but it wasn't enough. But that was a 12-play, 75-yard drive, taking a little over about six and a half minutes off the clock, making the score 27-24, the final score. Chiefs of the Broncos for the 15th straight time. By the way, the Raiders still tied with the 49ers. The 49ers about the 14-yard line of the Raiders as this game is tied, and the 49ers looking to score, and, well, they probably will, and I think that they uh, actually – did score so the 49ers take the lead but it's been a battle with a, a bad football team in the Raiders and the supposed best team in the National Football League the San Francisco 49ers yes that vaunted number one defense the Chiefs put 44 points on the road beating the 49ers our phone number 913-586-7610 it's the uh, Silverstein Ice Center's phone line the Kansas City Chiefs today you want to see them start putting things together like putting the whole game together. And, yes, special teams remains a concern because at this point, it's not about just 13 wins. I mean, if we celebrate that, which we should because there is consistency, it's tough to do. I've often made the argument for Andy Reid to be coach of the year because the Nick Sirianni and guys like this are probably going to get it. Andy Reid just won coach of the year one time. And he's fifth all-time in wins. Fifth all-time in wins, third all-time in postseason victories. He won the award one time back in 2002. And believe it or not, our own uh, Sean Barber, Barbershop, was on that football team back in 2002 for Andy Reid. But it's tough to get to, but being consistent to be the Chiefs, four straight trips to the AFC title game could be five this year. And they're losing critical, basically, games, head-to-head games. Like last year when they lost the Titans, they lose the Bills, they lose the Bengals. You think, all right, it's going to come back and bite them. Well, Tennessee almost did because the Chiefs were the second, number two seed. They had to play the first weekend. Titans get bounced. Chiefs get the number one seed, so it still could happen. But Andy Reid's 21-3 after a bye week in the regular season, 6-3 and three in the postseason after a bye, so very imperative the Kansas City Chiefs get that bye, let some of these guys like Tooney heal up, and, and hopefully McCole Hardman comes back to can activate, and they have to activate him by Wednesday. But our phone number, 913-586-7610, Silverstein I said our phone line. Let's go out to Big T in Shawnee. What's up, Big T? Hey, hey, not much, Big. Happy New Year, man. Everybody, Happy New Year. You and all, everybody out there at 610, too. Uh, so, Bink, you know, as as fans, you know, you know how we are. We like to nitpick, even on a victory. We like to nitpick. But look at look what you just said. Uh, Raiders giving 49ers everything they can handle. What's the 49ers? They're a contender. Look at Philadelphia. They got doubled up by New Orleans today. Oh, I know their quarterbacks out. I don't want to hear no BS. But you know they what? Though they still up. have something to play for. They have the number one seed to play for. That's right. And look what happened. That's two in a row now. Two in a row because they run the running back like he's uh, Earl Campbell. And they you don't know? have Jalen Hurts. 
They don't. That's right. And 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 how about let's talk about the MVP today? You know, oh, he threw that interception. Big whoop. That's his game. Everybody, just calm down. We got the win. We we uh, our, our trigger man uh, uh, over five thousand yards. Take your hat off to that young man. And, and he just he's the field general. That he did another flip today. Nothing rattles him. He's just got the best mind, the best coach in the game. And and Bink. You know, uh, look at Miami. They didn't take care of business. They got beat by uh, New England today. Five straight losses for the Miami Dolphins. They might not make the playoffs, baby, but look what the Chiefs are doing. Is Tyreek going to have a podcast? Things that need to be said? Is he going to have a podcast, maybe? Yeah, yeah, he should have a podcast. Say, well, the reason we didn't make it, my quarterback went down. Well, too bad. You know, and that's another thing. We got rid of, like, that guy and and revamped our offense with some more receivers. And what I'm most looking forward to, this is what I'm really looking for, our draft with our young guys, McDuffie, Karloffitis, Cooks, Chanel, and those young seventh-rounders, you know, Watson and and, 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 and Pacheco. That's what you build your team on. If we're doing this this year, can you imagine how we're building everybody for the future? It's about winning, not how much you pretty you win. And, and you know, uh, Travis Kelsey, he just, uh, he just keeps playing hard. And you just got to love it. Baby. Greatest of all time. You got to just love this team. And, and when you're playing a team that you, in your division that you've beaten 14 times in a row and it's gone through a coaching change, they are not quitting. They get paid. They're an NFL team. All these things are going to be tight, everybody. You better sit back. You better relax. You better get your drink in. You smoke your whatever you want to smoke. Uh, take a volume. Eat your food. And just relax and watch the Chiefs go through the drills. Go through the drills. Let's just get them rolling. And as always, let's go Chiefs. Big T in Shawnee. Yeah, you got to have a collection of smart moves. And again, you can be as good at coaching as you want. You can be as good as playing as you as you want, like Patrick Mahomes. But you got to be smart in the front office too. And what I mean by that is shrewd trades. What I mean by that is get Nick Bolton and pick fifty-eight that came back with Orlando Brown in that deal. You make a move like that. Another shrewd move is league minimum for a guy like Jerry McKinnon that's got eight touchdowns in the last five games. That's a shrewd business move from the front office. With everybody on the same playing field, with the NFL and parity, the NFL wants parity, and yet the Chiefs continue to win. Thirteen wins in the row. People are starting or thirteen not win a row. Thirteen wins on the year. And people are looking at the Chiefs going, oh, my God, here's the Chiefs once again. That Everybody wants to talk about the other teams, not the Chiefs. I agree with you in, in what the Chiefs roster construction has done has been very impressive. I guess where I would push back a little bit to what Big T was saying, how he's saying, well, look at these teams. They lost their quarterback. That's irrelevant. I, I That's 100% relevant. I mean, if the Chiefs had – if they would have lost Patrick Mahomes, do if we think – If they had Henny going, it'd be yeah, – Exactly. It'd be so I think that there is a little bit of disconnect in that situation because if if the Chiefs are playing with Chad Henney or Shane Bouchelle or who – I don't even know who the third stringer would be at this point. But you, you get my point, though. The, the quarterback's the most important position. We can all agree on that. No, 100%. If you lose your quarterback, what do you really have? I mean, you need that solid backup quarterback in the National Football League to get you through. Yeah, you have to be smart business move. That's what the Chiefs have been able to do. It's from the front office. They make the moves. It, like, remember Sharvarius Ward? He's no longer cheap, but he, he was flipped for Parker Anger, who last year spent time on the Lions practice squad. I mean, that, that is making a good move, a move that makes sense. You have the salary cap like everybody at all sales has, but you have the too. Like I mentioned, George Karloftis and what you're getting from him production-wise – Unreal. I remember talking to Jeff Brom, the head football coach of Purdue, about George Karloftis and what he really means to the Kansas City Chiefs. Could he be Max Crosby? Because that's a comparison I have because that motor. You just can't teach a motor like George Karloftis. Just impossible to do. We're going to take a time. When we come back. We'll head back inside that Chiefs locker room. 
And welcome back to 126 meeting. The Chiefs get a 27-24 victory with the Broncos. They've now won 15 straight, which is Father's Day card worthy from the Broncos to the Chiefs. Whether they want to tweet it, whether they want to put it on Facebook, whether they want to do it, but they need to thank the Chiefs for what they've been able to do to them. Just kidding. The Broncos actually had a seven-game winning streak to the Kansas City Chiefs. Don't forget, 10 years ago, the 30th, Denver beat Kansas City 38-3. to My have things changed. My have things changed with, with the addition of Andy Reid. For Clark Hunt and company getting on a plane, meeting at the airport in Philadelphia, he was supposed to go to Arizona. Who knows, maybe Bruce Arians ends up as, as coach of the Chiefs. Everything could be different. Everything could be different if it wasn't Andy Reid and you're sitting here and you got four straight. I mean, the text line, I even saw, well, Andy Reid needs to go. Really? Really, man? Send me five other names better because you can't do it. Everybody gets too sentimental and emotional in the middle of games and the game's over, they're washed. You know, I, I can't imagine what 49ers fans start doing during this game. Oh, they're about to beat the Raiders 34-27 to in this game. Who knows? Maybe the Raiders come back and win it. I'm not saying it's over. The Raiders are about to score because they're down the two-yard line. Could tie this game. I remember this is the number one defense in the NFL, the 49ers. Number one defense. Things happen in this league. The Raiders just scored, by the way, and will tie this game up pending the extra point. And this is a quarterback named Jarrett Stedham, a journeyman that was drafted by New England, now at the Raiders. And the Chiefs have to play this Raiders team next week. They haven't officially been eliminated uh, from the postseason yet, but here they are with the vaunted number one defense, the 49ers, who, who dominate the stands in Las Vegas, their fans. But I saw it on NFL.com, all these other places, the 49ers, number one team in the power rankings. Really? Really? What about the team that's been there and done that and proven? What about the team that beat San Francisco in the uh, Super Bowl? What about that team? What about the team that just keeps doing things consistently and has the best player in the National Football uh, League? But anyway, the Raiders tie up uh, America's team, the San Francisco 49ers, 34-34. to So who knows if the 49ers win or not? But we know the Kansas City Chiefs won today, and that's what 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 matters. Now, as far as the, um, as far as the Kansas City Chiefs, We'll head inside that locker room as well. We haven't done that very much uh, today. As a matter of fact, that all jet. I don't think we've gone there today. But anyway, the sounds of the game brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's the head coach, Andy Reid. All right. Um, as far as the injuries go, Joe Tooney uh, re-injured that ankle. We'll just have to see where it goes from here. They'll MRI it and do all that. Um, Sky Moore had a laceration on his hand, right on the inside of his hand. And they'll have to take care of that, too. We'll just see how he does here in the next couple of days. Um, as far as the game goes, I thought it was a, um, a good game. It was up and down a bit, went through some lulls offensively. Um, I thought the defense did a nice job uh, throughout. Special teams, for the most part, with the exception of uh, the field goal that got blocked there, you know, got tipped. Um, that, uh, you know, things were working pretty good there too on special teams. So, um, as far as individual things, um, so uh, the offense uh, ended up giving up the 14, really the 14 points of the turnovers as far as the punt, block punt return or the fumble punt return and then the pick, but then came back and made uh, some decent plays there uh, to score. It seemed like we were moving up and down the field and then something would happen there for a bit, but ended up uh, four for five in the red zone. Defensively, Sneed's play was a big play. 
uh, for us. Uh, I think he was completely exhausted after that, but he uh, he did a did a nice job there. I thought our defensive line was relentless. They, they got themselves around Russell. Um, Russell's still a good football player, and uh, um, I, I know things you know things haven't gone quite the way he wanted them to, but he can still play, and uh, and they're they're working through all of that. Uh, I thought Pat. Um, you know, he ended up 28 for 41, um, still over 100 passer rating and 322 yards. So, I mean, there's some plays that he definitely liked that back, uh, but that's how picky we are, right? I mean, we're you start nitpicking these things, and uh, as he does. So, but that's the way. Uh, that's what great players do. Uh, McKinnon again continues to play well. So I, I just thought overall, I, I, I like the team win. Uh, we have stuff that we need to work on. You know, I'm not oblivious to when you bring in a new coach, the energy of the team that you're going to play against. Uh, there's quite a record there, 15 and 10. So you know, with with coaches in that position, um, so it's a. Uh, you know, um, it was—it's a tribute to them and and doing what they're what they're doing. They're, they played hard and aggressive football. Um, I love their head coach, the head, interim head coach. He does a great job. Uh, he's been a great coach in this league for a long time. I have a ton of respect for him. Um, so, anyways, with that, with that time, Jurors. We've kind of gone over this with you before, but where, where do you draw the line with Pat between him trying to make a play and him preserving? Field goal position there. Yeah, yeah. So uh, he, he's going to try those things. That's going to happen sometimes. Um, you don't want to take that take that away. You just he, he knows better than anybody that it's got to be a better decision than, than that one. Uh, but um, there are certain things you don't take away from quarterbacks. You, you go with, and uh, you know you keep working to get better is what you try to do. And, so things like that don't happen. How much do you feel like getting in your best possible rhythm at this time is important? Like, how do you weigh that? Yeah, well, you'd like to, you know, you'd like to be um, in rhythm. I'm not overly concerned about it. I think we'll, when that time comes, we, we've got to do it. Uh, you know, we'll be there ready to go. Um, so I, I think uh, you have to respect what the guys are doing right now. Um, and when you guys, you guys evaluate everything, so you evaluate who we're playing and how we're going about our business, you know, against these teams um, and winning games, you know. And so you, you got to look at that kind of close. But. Coach, you mentioned just winning, right? I mean, very close games you guys have played against all these teams in the AFC West this year, and you've found a way to get it done. Is there something you can pinpoint with your group that gets those things done when it needs to be done? Yeah, when you look at it, it's and I know I'm kind of summing it up, but it, it seems like when the other team scores, we go score. You know, <laughs> So we start scoring, and then uh, when they score, we score. So it's um, that's a... Um, but we, we've got to stay more consistent with it, obviously. You can't have the, the mistakes once you get in the playoffs. Andy, what more can you do with the special teams with the holding situation and also losing the, the fumble again on the punt return? I it's a good lesson for Tony, who doesn't have a lot of experience at doing this. Uh, but you, you keep that ball in the other hand, keep it out on the outside. And, uh, and so it's, it's great for him to, to learn that and... and uh, um, and listen, we're blessed to have him. He, he, he came right back and made a huge play for us. And 
he's some good football player. Um, so we'll get all that worked out. But he, he needs he just needs time, experience doing it. Yeah, on the holes. The one that we dropped, you're saying? Yeah, yeah, that ended up being not so good, you know. Andy, obviously a pretty important game for you guys tomorrow night, even though you're not in it. Just wondered your, your plans. Do you watch a game like that live? or? Oh, yeah, yeah we'll watch it, yeah. yeah just see how. Looks like you watch it live as it's going. Yeah, yeah, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we'll be in and out of me. What we've done is we have to take it as if we're playing on Saturday. That's how you have to go about it. So our coaches have been working uh, today and yesterday, um, this morning and yesterday, finishing up the run game and some of the pass game stuff. And so we'll, we'll get tomorrow to add a little bit to it, and and then we're right into it. So we're, we're treating it like, you, which is the only way you can do it. If they sprout a Saturday on us, we got to be ready to roll. All right. <laughs> there you go, Andy Reid. After the game today, as he beats the Denver Broncos for. <laughs> 15 straight times, which is not easy to do in the National Football League. Matter of fact, it's only been done one time beyond that as far as victories over one single team. And Mahomes, like I said, will go to Vegas this week where the Chiefs and the Raiders the last couple of years, um, it's been uh, interesting. Two years ago, the game was actually close, you remember? It was 35-31-20. to and Weird year, though. I think that was the year that uh, none of the fans were there, I believe, in 2020. I think that was... I get my pandemic mixed up, Jed, and I shouldn't. Uh, 2021, they won 41 to 14, with the Chiefs averaged 38 points per game in Las Vegas. And it looks like the 49ers, they had a chance. Uh, well, we've seen missed kicks all over football, both in college football and now pro football, but the 49ers missed a kick to uh, win the game in regulation against those pesky Las Vegas Raiders. And here's the thing, it's, it's a divisional game. I remember back in 2014, the Chiefs were 7-3. Raiders are 0-10, and yet the Raiders went and beat the Chiefs and derailed them. It's the one year the Chiefs didn't make the postseason with Andy Reid, but they still finished 9-7. and Let's go back inside that locker room and hear from Patrick Mahomes. This audio brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's the quarterback. Did you, what do you draw that line between trying to make that play and preserving field position? Yeah, it was, just, it was a bad throw just in general. I mean, I left it really far inside. I don't know if Watson would have been able to catch it because I threw it so far inside. Um, I, th- I thought there was a window there, but those are those throws we talk about that's like him or nobody, kind of like the one at the end of the half where you throw it on the sideline. If he can make the catch, he makes the catch. If he doesn't, um, then it's just incompletion. Um, but that was just a bad throw that a good player made a made up a good play on. So uh, I just have to be better, especially in the red zone, of not turning the ball over. You did have a deep connection with Kadarius. Uh, it was early in the game. Just what do you think he can do for your offense as, as far as maybe things that people haven't seen as you enter the postseason? Yeah, he's, just another, he's another weapon. I mean, he, I mean, obviously, I've seen him with the when he gets the ball and he can make people miss and make stuff happen. Um, but I don't think people have really seen him run those deep routes yet. And so when you have another guy that can go deep and, and take the pressure off guys like Marquez and, and uh, McColl when he gets back and Jay Watt, um, Sky, all those guys, you can have another guy. Um, it, it helps you can be more diverse as an offense. They don't know where it's coming from. What is most satisfying from today's performance, even though you feel like there are things you could have done better? It's not a lot of satisfying for me, um, but uh, I mean, just the fact that we battled through, I mean, the team, the defense played their tail off. We put them in a lot of bad situations and they kept making stops, especially in that second half. 
Um, I thought the, the O-line played well. I thought the receivers and, and tight ends played well. And I, I just got to be better at putting the ball on them in good spots. I feel like I didn't play at the top of my game today. Um, and I thought the guys around me stepped up. So, that, I mean, that's the best thing I took from it was I, I'm not always going to have my best up and the best stuff. And when guys around me step up and we can still win football games, it's a good sign. Yeah, it seems like you're, you're pretty frustrated with today. I wondered if that's going to change the upcoming week at all. Or do you still treat it just like a traditional week? Yeah, I just got to continue to go back to my fundamentals, uh, especially as the season goes on. Uh, you get in funk sometimes, and you have to find a way to battle through, and we did today. Um, but I'll just really emphasize my feet, um, having a good base in the pocket, and uh, making the throws. And so uh, it's hard to get reps in those deep ones because you're at the end of the season. You can't get a lot of reps. Uh, but when we have them in practice, I'm going to try to make sure I throw them the right way and don't just throw it for the completion, throw it for the touchdown. Maybe this is putting a too positive spin on it. Do you feel like it's a good thing to have a reminder like this going into the playoffs of that stuff? Yeah, I mean, especially when you win. When you win and uh, you don't play your best ball, you don't feel like you play your best ball, um, that's always a good thing. Um, but, I mean, we, played, we had a really good first half. We didn't score. I had the bad interception in the red zone. You take a lot of good things from this. We, we, fourth quarter, we played well. Um, but at the end of the day, we have to find a way to, for four quarters, play our best football whenever we get to the playoffs. And I feel like we still haven't done that yet. Watching the Bills-Bengals uh, game tomorrow night, how's the scenario for you to watch a game like that? Yeah, so keep me up past my bedtime. It's like going to end up starting at like 8 o'clock. So uh, you just, I mean, you, you, I try not to be too invested in it. Uh, I mean, it's going to be a great football game to, against with, with two great teams um, and teams that you're probably going to see in the playoffs, um, at, 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 probably both or one or the other. Um, and so uh, you, just, you just try to just watch it as a fan like I always do. I mean, it's great quarterbacks, great defenses, great players. Um, and as a fan of the game, I like watching great uh, football teams go up against each other. Patrick, you, uh, you still one more game left. You hear the fans yelling MVP, uh, similar to the guys in the NBA at the free throw line. Man, what's that feeling like for you? Yeah, it's special, man. This Arrowhead's a special place, um, and the fans, Chiefs Kingdom, is a special group of people. And uh, to get their support every single time I'm, I'm out here, or if I'm in public, or whatever it is, um, it's something that I'll, I'll always cherish. Um, and so, uh, them to support me and to support this team like they do, um, it's something that I don't think anyone else that's not a part of this Chiefs football team will ever understand. Patrick, I, I, you had mentioned before about you know Marquez, but kind of focusing on Marquez. As you get closer to the playoffs, as you to him after the game and just told him I, I'm let him down today I mean he had probably two touchdowns of over 50 yards that he should have had today and I missed the throws one was short and I know there's pressure but I can make that throw and one was long so I have to be better and I, I tell him just to continue to go and that's the type of player he is he's gonna continue to be out there and be a playmaker and I think you've seen in our big games this year he's been the guy that's been very valuable to us um, and I expect that to happen in the playoffs when you have that game-changing speed um, and ability, you're going to be a guy that we need uh, when it comes down to where we want to go. Patrick, just to follow up on Todd's question on Jerry McKinnon, to put that perspective, put it in perspective, he's the first running board, the only running back since 1970 to do it. And guys like Marshall Falk haven't done it, but Daniel Tomlinson didn't do it. When you hear that, now how special is this? This touchdown bend that he's on as a receiver? No, it's, I mean it, it's extremely special. I mean it, it's it's just it's so cool to me because he's one of those guys that. 
that he does the, like I said, he does it the right way. It's not like he's looking for the, the glory or the praise. He just comes to work every single day with a smile on his face and he brings the energy. And um, he, if you ask anybody in the locker room, he's probably one of, the, uh, probably one of if not the, the favorite guy in the locker room. Everybody loves him and that's the type of guy he is. And um, it's good to see that, that it's, it's paying off of the hard work that he's doing. Um, and uh, hopefully he can keep scoring touchdowns. This is a good thing for us. There you go, Mahomes even addressed the MVP chance. He's the National Football League MVP. There's nothing to question in my mind. You're know, like Philly with Jalen Hurts where they get A.J. Brown in the offseason. The Chiefs subtracted because Tyree Kill left. Yeah, they brought in Juju and MVS, but that's no Tyree Kill. And yet the offense is still the number one offense in the NFL. In third down conversions, points per drive, points per game, total offense, passing offense, the only offense averaging over 300 yards passing. Patrick Mahomes now one of only five players in NFL history to record four more seasons with 35 touchdown passes. Joining Tom Brady has six, Rodgers has six, Breeze and Manning have four. Um, yeah, same as Mahomes. So that means he's going to crush uh, their record. Mahomes only played five seasons, and that's unbelievable. Mahomes also 40th touchdown pass of the season. Joining Drew Brees, the only two quarterbacks in NFL history to record multiple seasons of 5,000 passing yards and 40-plus uh, touchdowns. And I, I think sometimes he presses. And, again, I think wide receiver still a big need for this team going forward. I know Juju can come back, but I have to compare Juju to that Christian Kirk contract. And Juju has banked on himself the last two years. He needs the big contract now. He did the one year with the Steelers, and he's done the one year with the Kansas City Chiefs. He needs the bank. Whether the Chiefs decide, okay, to pay Juju Smith or not, who knows if that's the direction they go. But I will say there's no problem with adding weapons to Mahomes because he is the most valuable commodity for the Kansas City Chiefs. You always have to supply him with weapons. Colin Saunders missed last week's game and played this, this week's game and got another sack for the Kansas City Chiefs. Let's hear what he had to say after the game. Brought to you by Santa Fe Auto Sound, Kansas City's home for car audio since 1967. Here's Colin. Thanks, Brad. Here with Colin Saunders. Colin, another big day for you. I've been talking from the booth. I call the game, and you know, I, I've always mentioned to me you are kind of part of the heart and soul of this defense because of your the energy you bring, the extra effort you bring, and the run-stopping ability. Talk about how tough it is to win in this league. You know, people expect you guys to just blow out teams because they're bad football teams, but it's extremely tough. But you bring a different energy as well. Oh man, I, I've said it. I don't know how many times this year. Um, it's hard as ever to win in this league. So, I mean, um, you know, those guys get paid over there just like we do. Uh, you know, everybody, that's why we got a salary cap. That's why, you know, that's why the NFL works this way. Um, and, you know, it's any given Sunday. Um, um, credit to the Broncos. They came out and fought fought a hard fight. Uh, they always do, you know, same thing. And it's always uh, our divisional opponents. Um, none but respect for them. It's the Chargers, Broncos, and the Raiders. I mean, it don't matter what their schedule or their records look like. They always put in, you know, put in that extra effort, and um, I respect that. But, you know, it's, it's, it's good that we got it done. You know, I'm, I'm happy we got it done. Um, and just, like you said, I got I to gotta bring that energy, no matter, you know, blowout or close game, because, um, you know, it's a brotherhood, and that's, and that's just what I've been taught my whole football career. So I just intend to make treat everybody like my brothers and, and pull them along. McCall, you talk about bringing that energy. Is there, like, a, a mindset that you have going into the game or going into drives when you're – 
when you're jumping onto the field and first down that you're trying to accomplish something, not just for yourself, but for the entire team? Absolutely. Um, my biggest my biggest thing is winning first down. Um, you know, I, I, I'm blessed to get a sack and I'm blessed to even be on the field in third down, but um, you know what? Like, I don't I don't mind not getting the sacks. I, I tell I tell my teammates all the time, and I'm trying to get y'all in position to get the sacks. So if I can make it from first down, first and ten to second and eight, or you know, first and ten, second and nine, anything under second and seven, I think that's a win for me. And um, I I just try and go out there every every first down, give it up, give it my all to get us in positions to where it's not second and four or second and three. I want it to be second and seven, second and eight. Get to third and seven, third and eight, and that way we can send our pass rushers out there. And if I'm out there or not, it doesn't matter because I know I did my job to, to get them to that rush. Well, congratulations. Happy New Year. Big win. Thank you. I appreciate it. Happy New Year. Right, back to you, Brad. Nice job with Dean and Hughes and Colin Sa- Saunders there. The 49ers do win. They kick a field goal in overtime, 37-34 to 34 over the Raiders, another bad football team. So it does happen where teams that should destroy another team end up having a much closer game, and that's certainly what happened here. Uh, but as far as Chiefs victories, they can tie the most victories they've ever had. Of course, there's 17 games. But in 2020, they had 14 wins. They sit with 13 now, so they could tie that record. Uh, I'm interested in Chiefs and the Raiders. You know, they scored 41 last year, 35 the year before. The Raiders appeared to be pesky today and is the AFC West. Patrick Mahomes has never lost an AFC West road game. Could all come down to this. If Cincinnati takes care of Buffalo, but then if Cincinnati wins and Kansas City slips up, oh, man, then you have a mess on your hands because both Buffalo and Cincinnati have tiebreakers of the Kansas City Chiefs. So here's the deal. Win out if you're the Kansas City Chiefs. Jed, always good working for you. Congratulations on the nuptials. You're now a married Jed Marshall. Thank you, my friend. Game. Thank you for listening. Appreciate this. We'll be back next week. They haven't put a game time yet. It's the last game of the year, and the NFL moves with times all up and down. So don't have one yet, Jed. Anyway, good night, everybody. <laughs>